0: Hi, welcome to the Your Adrenal Fix podcast where we help exhausted and burnt out adults learn the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their health back quickly. My name's Dr. Joel Rosen and I've suffered with my own adrenal fatigue problem and now I've made it my mission to tell the truth about adrenal fatigue so that we can get to the root cause of your problem and really teach you how to put the puzzle pieces together so that you could tap into your hidden energy reserves and have all day energy. So this podcast for anyone who's struggling for years or feeling overwhelmed and burnt out or you're just feeling stuck you're going to get cutting-edge information from all our different guests in different respected health fields to give you those important tidbits of information so that you can actually act on them and improve your health. Join us for our podcast. I know you will enjoy it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of your Adrenal Fix podcast where we teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about their health so that they can get their energy back quickly. And it's a real pleasure to have Vanessa Bartlett join us today on giving us information on what you could do to recover your energy by being active and through movement. She is a holistic lifestyle and exercise coach. And she helps people re-energize their body and their mind with adrenal friendly fitness and lifestyle practices so Vanessa, thank you so much for for joining me today
1: thank you so much Dr. Joel this is amazing to be on here with you
0: yeah and you know I gotta admit I, I apologize to you on the, on the air because I know you've you had reached out a, a, a couple times <laughs> to me and I had seen it, but I, you know quite truly I'm the spinning a lot of different plates and have wow. a lot of and different cookie jars and it just was the proper timing and kudos for you for persist being persistent because I think that tells a lot about your journey (laughs) and your recovery for energy and maybe why you got burnt out in the first place so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your story first about your own trials and so we can identify with where you're coming from
1: yeah, absolutely. So I uh, was really into health and fitness as a youngster and I got my aerobics qualification when I was 18 years old and into the gyms right away. I actually, when I was 14 years old, believe it or not, I lied and told my local gym I was 15 just so I could go. <laughs> but before that, at age eight, I got up at 6.30 a.m. religiously to tape Aerobics Soul Star, which is a really famous 30-minute aerobics show here in Australia, back when I was eight years old. So anyway, so it's in my blood. But what happened was um, I was doing a lot of work with that in gyms in my early 20s, teaching heaps of classes, you know, pump and spin and boxing and all that stuff and thinking, wow, like I'm living my best life. I'm getting paid for what I love. I'm getting paid to exercise. I'm around great people every day in all these gyms. But then what started to happen was I started to notice I got really tired after teaching what was pretty okay for me generally. So I'd gone through this, you know, from early 20s to mid 20s um, and then started to feel this kind of heaviness in my body and these symptoms and signs that would flare up and make me think, oh my gosh, what's going on? I can normally get through this pump class quite easily or, you know, a circuit or something like that. But this fatigue, this kind of heavy fatigue started to set into my body during and after these exercise sessions. And at that time, too, I was also starting up my own mobile personal training business around Sydney, managing trainers. So doing a lot, spinning a lot of plates. And although I was young without kids at that point, I started to realize my energy wasn't what it should be for someone in their mid to late 20s who's relatively healthy doing exercise for a living. Um, so something just wasn't sitting right. So this went on for a couple of years, actually, um, until one day I was in a client assessment doing her blood pressure and you know talking to her about her exercise. And I'm kind of sitting on the table going, I'm so sorry, Alice. Like, I'm really tired today. I'm just so exhausted. It's, I'm, I'm tired all the time, actually. And I started t- talking to her about my problem. And she's like, I've been the same. Hey, there's this doctor in Ashfield who's really holistic. Go see him. He'll tell you what's going on because I've been to GPs. And they just kept telling me, you're just, you know, you're just having a tired day. Don't worry, just rest. And I would get sick a lot too. So I was getting colds and flu like once every six weeks, which was ridiculous. And chest infections, it wasn't good. My immune system was down. And they kept giving me antibiotics as well. So that wasn't sitting well and going, hang on, I, I don't want to keep taking this stuff. I'm not quite right. Something else is going on. I just had this inner voice saying, no, nah, this just isn't right. Right. Anyway, so long behold, this doctor helped me out and did this test on me and said, Vanessa, your adrenals are shot. And I'm like, what are adrenals? I didn't even know anything about what that was at that point. And he said, "Um, yeah, you're doing too much in your life. You're doing too much exercise. You're burning the candle at both ends. You've got to stop what you're doing and you've got to change what you eat and you've got to go to bed earlier. I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what, huh? So this kind of took a bit of time to process for me. Um, but as it turned out, that was my journey then to discovering I had very bad adrenal fatigue, um, was very in very poor health internally, although I looked fit on the outside. and um, and that's what happened. I started having to rehaul and revamp every part of my life from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for sharing. I, I can I certainly identify with that myself. When I had graduated with my undergraduate in exercise physiology, I was a trainer too and, I remember my my schedule where it would be like a 6 and a 7 and then yeah. someone would say, "Well, do you, can I can I train with you at 11?" Oh, sure, at 11. And then I right. have a break in between there. Why don't I just exercise and then then I may have a 4 and a 5. So you have this 6 or 7 hour client over a 16 hour workday and you're yes. exercising yes. at the same time. And I think yes. probably a lot of listeners at least coming in through the overtraining door of burnout and fatigue and exhaustion and the irony is it's not because you're doing something that's perceived as unhealthy you're doing something that's healthy in a in too much of a way that you you are literally burning the candle at both ends so as far as Was that a a wake-up call for you or did you buy into what they were saying? Did you feel that, oh, well, I just can continue exercising at the pace I can? Like what
1: what was your first instinct when you heard about that? I was actually relieved because, to be honest, this had been going on for over two years. So this is two years of dealing with fatigue, as your listeners would know, and not knowing or understanding what it was. So there was a sense of relief, but at the same time a bit of, Shock to then go, hang on a sec. If I want to get better, if I want to feel like my old self, I'm nowhere near that. But he's telling me I've got to stop what I do for a living and what I love, which is exercise. (laughs) So um, That was a little bit difficult to manage at first. And where I was working in gyms, the managers were really happy with me because I was bringing a lot of numbers into these classes. And, you know, and then when I went to them and said, I've got to pull back on you know, these classes, especially the higher intensity ones, because I thought in my mind before looking into any of this or understanding it, I thought from a basic level of understanding this fatigue thing, if I was to do something that exerted less energy, surely that could help me. So decreasing the intensity just in my personal training mindset was the first thing I thought, I can do this for myself. What if I just didn't push as hard in the pump class or use less weight? that would be less energy or demand on my body. So therefore that might help. So I started to pull back, but yeah, getting that message across to my managers and people I work with is really difficult. And I felt kind of lonely for quite a while because no one understood it and no one saw it as a visible illness or condition, so to speak, because it's not really visible, but you still kind of look the same and all of that. Um, so that's, Yeah. So that's what kind of what happened. Uh, And it was mixed emotions, really. But then I knew deep down, I had to change something because I knew I didn't want to feel like that. So the pain of feeling how I was, was definitely outweighing the difficulty of the change I was about to embark on.
0: Sure, sure. So then did you be for that two year period, Vanessa, when you were not having the energy that you used to have? How complex did it impact you at was there a change in your in your body image or was there brain fog or was there what like give us a breakdown of all the things that were were involved just in case someone else is listening to this and they say you know what I've been exercising a lot too but I don't know if I have those same things
1: sure there's a mixture of things that were happening. It was definitely brain fog and not being um, quick, you know, like quick in my mind to think of things or to come up with answers for things. Everything was becoming an effort mentally, but also physically and emotionally. So, I'd say there were three main components that were really on the downward the emotional, the physical, and the mental. So, my brain wasn't firing. I was very lethargic and heavy. This this sense of heaviness in my body. So lifting what would be a fairly light or you know moderate weight, nothing crazy, was becoming so hard, such an effort. So the effort level went up, which made everything again mentally harder. And then so emotionally, you kind of go down and start to question, okay, what am I doing? Like what why is this happening? You question yourself. I would question myself a lot. Um, question well I'm supposed to be eating well what's going wrong here I'm supposed to be exercising these are all the the somewhat healthy things how can this be happening Um, what what else would happen a lowered immune system so getting sick a lot as I mentioned that was another telltale sign which I didn't realize but I learned that my immune system was being compromised because my hormones were out so I did end up getting, you know, thyroid tests. My thyroid was actually overactive at one point. A lot of people have underactive thyroid. Mine was overactive at one point as well. Hormones were all over the, cra- the place. I was waking up at 2 a.m. Of course, we know that's a very common thing with so many of the listeners probably having that 2 and 3 a.m. very much alert wake up, but then not being able to get back to sleep and then having to get up at 5 or 6 or 7, which was really difficult. Um, yeah, so those were the main things.
0: Yeah, this is not fun stuff. So as far as the training volume goes, what was, I mean, you're teaching a couple of classes a day, doing your own workouts, taking your client, like give us a breakdown on what that looked like, first of all.
1: At that time, I was teaching probably 15 sessions a week. So that's a that's quite a lot over the course of six days. And that that's overtraining. I mean, I understand that now, but it's definitely overtraining for. I'm, you know, I'm not an elite athlete going into the Olympics, so you don't need to do four hours a day of exercise. Most people don't. Um, and so that was the load. And the um, within that was mostly, mostly weights, cardio, intensity, um, interval training, cardio circuits. Um, boxing, so so heavy load or what I would say is heavy loaded stuff. At that point, there was no yoga or Pilates or Tai Chi or meditation, which is what I then, you know, group into that second category of the mind, body, and the more modified light approaches we could one could take during adrenal fatigue. So I, I learned very quickly that I needed to be open to that and started to learn those disciplines as well. But that that was the load at the time. And then so teaching clients, participating with them to show them demos and stuff, and then being in the pump class, doing that full one-hour pump class. But then obviously when I realised I had the fatigue, it started to really pull back on that, use lighter weights. Um, and then I, eventually I, I cut back and I quit teaching all those hard classes. So for a period there, there was months and months where I just said to them, well, I'm, I'm out. I'm tapping out now. I can't do it. I'm not doing it because I know that this is interfering with my recovery, which that's a big key. If you're still getting those signs and symptoms, even if you've modified your exercise and you're still not feeling right, that's a sign to me that you still need to pull back even further until your body can handle that load.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I'm going down this line of questioning Vanessa is because I think that people, whether they're teaching or not, they they need to see the volume as, it's not a surprise, right? I mean, if you're teaching the class, the pump classes, and that's yeah. one way that you're getting your exercises in, then you're demonstrating and showing the clients. Right. That's another way. And then you're actually doing your own workouts, which is which is another way. And then ultimately... it's like the analogy is you're always watering a plant at some point you got to take the water away and let the sunlight to come in and let your your growth and recovery happen after the stimulus so I guess that's a good transition so you realize the writing's on the wall I gotta back off was it really hard from a a uh, psyche standpoint to, to back off and not do the same intensity and and kind of get us to caught up with now what you actually do based on your own learning experiences.
1: Yeah, it was hard because at that time as well, everyone in the gym, all the trainers were doing that load, so it was not it didn't seem unusual for me to teach twelve to fifteen classes a week, quite full on because that's what everyone was doing. And I was, that's that's the other thing that was difficult was to go, hang on, if they can handle this, why are they not feeling so fatigued and they're buzzing around after class, whereas I have to go and sleep for three hours in the middle of the day before I pick up another, you know, reception shift or something um, at, back at the gym. So that was difficult because you, I, I felt like I wasn't able to keep up with my peers and what the normal people and the normal trainers were able to do. But then I realized, well, everyone's body is different and we all have different thresholds and all of that, that kind of stuff happening. And then there's the element of what else is happening in your life that may be stressful or taking energy and causing you to go into the stress response a lot, which is, you know, a big contributor to this as well for people. Um, So, yeah, that obviously led me into uh, learning uh, being open to Pilates and yoga and going learning and sitting, sitting in the back of those classes because mentally I wasn't really into it. I was thinking, oh, what is this stuff? Oh, it's a bit slow for me because all the fitness industry had taught me at that point was you sweat, you push hard and you do X amount of classes a week and then you work on reception in between and that's it. <laughs> there was none of this talk of recovery, mind, body, deep breathing to balance things out. There was none of that. So um, I became very much open to it, although I had a barrier at first because I was a little impatient perhaps, um, but it did teach me balance. I ended up sitting at the back of that first Pilates class going, oh, I don't feel so heavy after this. My gosh, did I just feel an ounce of energy? Did I just feel an ounce of my old self in there somewhere where I could go and enjoy the day and not have to go home to sleep after this exercise session? Wow, this could be on I could be onto something here. So um that yeah, I just went and kind of embraced all of that and went and did courses on Pilates, especially and fell in love with yoga as well and and that kind of stuff. And then have since integrated that into fitness to create a more balanced, holistic, sustainable approach for people and myself long term.
0: Yeah. Also two kudos in that I, I think of cross-training, not so much as what you think of as cross-training, but in terms yeah. of different systems right like the stretching and the the gentle movements and the the mind connection and the breath work and then the contraction were you finding that because that's a big problem still with me to this day is giving enough I guess enough love to the the stretch component of it was that something that was missing hugely or you had already always done that like just curious
1: I'd always done that um, because I'd had a background in dancing as well from when I was young. So stretching and, you know, ballet, Pilates type moves were not too foreign to me, but doing them in the sense of a workout was was kind of, okay, How is how can this be deemed the workout now? Is this going to be my workout? Because I sort of crossroads to go, I either keep doing exercise, which is really hurting me right now, or I learn to enable these other forms of movement as my exercise. How can I get my muscles to feel like they're getting, you know, a workout and resistance and strength? Um, So that stretching wasn't foreign, but um, I would say the core and the speed and doing movements in a more controlled manner with awareness of breath, with awareness of muscle activation That was a new concept, and that was something that really and truly helped with adrenal fatigue recovery, learning to slow things down and so forth and appreciate, hey, you know, some days a stretch, a really good stretch where you're pulling your arm forward and reaching to your leg. It's not just a hamstring stretch. You're actually contracting the quad. So if you've got nothing else, if you've got no energy, you can just simply sit there, gently contract the quad. You're still doing a little bit of muscle activation, which is better than nothing. And you stretch forward, and that can allow our system to open, our circulation to open, um, and our body to actually activate parasympathetic nervous system too, which is super handy here.
0: Yeah, and that's what you were saying before we got started. So, I guess it—how did it? I mean, it obviously the obvious was it—you you tapped out, and you're no longer doing these classes anymore. And then, did you see it as, hey, I'm going to use this as sort of a a business opportunity because there's got to be other Vanessa's out there that have just burned both candles at the or the candle at both ends and they need this too. Or was it that um but yeah I guess the genesis of where you got it tell us about what you how you got into that or what you decided or so forth. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, at that time I didn't see it as a business opportunity at all because I just wanted to get, I wanted to sort myself out. And I thought, all right, if I can learn to exercise and get back to feeling like my old self and get over this adrenal thing, which did take over two years, by the way. So, from the point of figuring out I had it to then actually getting better, and I'm talking about in every regard, not just the exercise, that took over two years for me to fully come out of it. During that time, I did. Change as um, so I was still working at the gym, but not doing as many classes and still had my own clients, but obviously pulled back with the physical. So in the health consults, I was questioning people more because when they'd come in tired, I'd ask them more questions thinking maybe they've got what I've got, not trying to, you know, tell everyone at the gym this new thing that no one ever talked about, which is adrenal fatigue and burnout. Um, but it did so happen that many people were experiencing fatigue or noticing they weren't recovering from workouts or overtraining. Like some of the mums were diligent. They had coming, you know, five days a week doing 10 hours, which was almost as much as what I was doing as the trainer. So I said to one of them one day, Stella, have a break. Have time off. Just do what I did for it. It's okay. Your body's telling you, right, because you don't want this to get worse. So I end up kind of advising people who came in with similar symptoms or just, had a bit of a stance to weather exercise just to go, hey, it's okay to pull back. So that, you know, went on for a while um, and I decided then probably another year or so on from that, that my passion really laid in Pilates. So I actually quit the gym altogether and did Pilates for many years um, before this actually just on its own. I just did Pilates because that was kind of my thing where I went, wow, this is really the baseline where I could work my strength, my core. My cardio was, you know, walking around the block at that point because I had to scale it right back. That was enough to do what I needed. It was enough to maintain my weight. And so I ended up just doing Pilates at that point and became known as the Pilates person in my local area, not the hardcore gym person from the other gym in the local area. So like, call Vanessa does Pilates now, just Pilates. So I go to her studios, and I was leasing studios and so forth. But I suppose this whole uh, collaboration of, I got to a point with Pilates where I went, okay, I love this. I can, I know how Pilates has helped me heal and recover from adrenal fatigue and given me a whole other body awareness level that I didn't know about with core and and mind-body work, which is what we're discussing before. But what then do you do to get your fitness back again? How you know if you want to become specific with losing weight and with achieving, you know, a marathon or something like that again? Once you have the capability and the capacity to do that. You have to do more than Pilates. So that's where I started to think um, recently, just a few years ago, actually, how can I combine the best of all of this and give people something where you can rebuild your entire fitness very safely? Well, it's pulling in the best of all those things, isn't it? It's, it's the Pilates, it's the yoga, it's the meditation, it's the strength work, it's the weight, but done in a way that honours your body and honours your adrenal system. That's kind of how that evolved.
0: It's cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I I like the evolution and I could definitely identify when they would come in and you would do your assessments and figure out where their plateaus are, what they're looking to gain. And I think that's a really important thing in terms of any, any consulting business, whether you're a doctor or you're a financial planner is, okay, what are your goals here? Right and 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 get down to okay, are, are you meeting your goals? Do you feel satisfied? Uh, you know, are, is everything sort of in alignment? And then realizing that no, I'm I'm working out hard and it's not getting to where I want to go to, and I don't feel like I'm getting the results that I want. I I, I could appreciate that where you're coming from, and now you have a, a new set of eyes in terms of hey. It's not more is better. It's just like yeah. when we talk about, with you can't outrun the refrigerator, like you could come into the gym every single day. But if you're not focusing on your diet, then it takes yes. it to the next level of if you're not focusing on your stressors. And I guess if you had a, a stress meter and it was overflowing, all the exercise in the world, especially all the exercise in the world and all the great dietary approaches, isn't yes. going to address that so I could definitely see how that how that was evolved and then the Pilates so now tell us how you combine that because people that are listening to this are probably thinking hey yeah I've burnt out and it wasn't necessarily gym related although I used to love to go to the gym I could never do that anymore I probably burnt out because of my job my family my children my finances my physical injuries but I do want to get back into. It. And a lot of people will say, well, you can't, you have to do this first. So how, how do you, how do you figure that out? What's your what's your approach, Vanessa?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think it's important just to know for anyone listening, appreciate where you are at and really know where you're at. If you're, if you've just discovered you've got adrenal fatigue like I did, you know, years ago, and you've just kind of getting into a recovery plan, that's not the time to commit to doing a half marathon, right? You're just going to put more stress and load on your body. So being okay with where you're at, if you're coming out of it on the other end, you know, the world is your oyster. This is the time where your energy is probably on the uphill. You're probably getting back into work or you may have changed work or you've got your emotional triggers under control and things. And that was a big thing for me too. Not only did I I feel for me, it was not only the physical burnout, but I I had a lot of emotional stuff on. I wasn't very good at emotionally navigating my life and would overcommit to things. And, And as you said at the very start, you know, I am quite persistent with things, um, when I, see, when I see something that I feel fits for myself and someone else, I'm very persistent. But sometimes in life, that can burn you out because you want more for others. It, you know, we're talking about family and friends and stuff here, right? You want more for others that, than they want for themselves or you want to see them do so well, you put so much in, and that's an emotional thing as well. So once you've got that kind of your understanding where you're at with that bigger picture, then you can go, okay, how can I incrementally increase my exercise here to get to my goals? And as you said, identify the goals first, Dr. Joel. So no, all right, maybe at the moment I've come, I've only got the capacity to walk around the block for five minutes and then I'm kind of done. That's okay. Maybe in a month, can you maybe incrementally increase that to do two minutes extra a week? So we're working on different aspects. And this is where I discovered what I have learned years ago in fitness, which is one thing that did help me with the coming back from fatigue and building up, is the FIT principle, F-I-T-T, frequency, intensity, type, and time. That is the basic fitness principle that we all follow for programming in any, in any shape or form around the world, right? So you've got your frequency, how often are you doing it, your intensity, what is the intensity at which your workout is at, your heart rate and so forth the uh, type, what style of exercise are you doing? Is it congruent to your goals? And then the, the time as well, how long uh, and the type. So you can basically play around with this fit principle and incrementally build those components as your body tells you and allows you over time. And so having little goals once a month to go, all right, I want to get back into the gym. A client of mine, he's been um, uh, came to me when he was really burned out. And I, I said, no, you got to cut the weights for a little bit, just for a little bit. But now we're back where, you know, he's doing his weights. He's running on the treadmill. And this was you know, someone who was very burned out. Um, another lady of mine, I told her to cut back from two hours at the gym because she was going home like me sleeping for three hours after the workouts. I'm like, hey, it's too much, Olivia. We've got to pull back here. Let your body recover. So keeping in mind that you can build up, but whatever you build up, Your body will tell you if it's too much, pull back when needed and ensure you bring it into that recovery. And these days, I don't allow people, I don't allow my clients or myself to do too many heart sessions in a week without complementing it with deep breath work, with stretching, not just a two minute stretch at the end of a workout, but an actual stretch and meditation session, which is deemed as the session on that Saturday, 15 to 20 minutes. So you don't just have to do that as, after the weights, learning to appreciate is a really great way these softer modalities, the Pilates, the Yor- well, they're not always easy, by the way, yoga and Pilates, depending on what you do, um, but appreciating that meditation, stretch time, allowing time for the deep breathing to activate all those nice things within the parasympathetic nervous system is crucial. So that's the way to do it. You can incrementally build, but you listen to your body.
0: No, that's great, great, great answers. I I think that the FIT principle is universal and it's good parameters to to go by. Also too, I was just thinking, as you were saying, a lot of people that would have that tendency to work out excessively or obsessively, there's probably something that's not being identified as to why they're doing that. They're they're running away from some of their challenges and their getting rid of the excess energy, and they may have a lot of other stressors, which is therapeutic in the sense that you're getting rid of it, you're training, trading one, one stimulus for too much of another stimulus. So I think it's important for that person to identify why are you being obsessive or excessive in in the gym for that reason, and realize that working harder isn't going to necessarily solve that Problem. The other thing I think is really important, too, is is that the the goals have to be not necessarily uh, a um, like it's important to have, I think, physical physical goals and you want to have a certain waistline or you want to have a certain strength. But I think also the the performance goals are important, right, in terms of capacities and things like that. I think those are those are super important as well. Um, as far as do you, do you stress that with your clients is to, to figure out if they can figure out if their flexibility or their chronological age or whatever it is that isn't necessarily the aesthetics, do you, does that get born into what you do as well?
1: It's actually, yeah, really good point. That's actually the basis of what I formulate everything on now. So especially because a lot of people do come to me where they can't do mainstream fitness or they're in some kind of burnout, exhaustion, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues or similar, you know, this kind of scope thing. thing. So for, for these people, for myself as well, I realized quickly, and by the way, I, did, I was at that time, which I now realize why, I was carrying a little bit of excess belly fat that I'd never had but that makes total sense now, right? Because you and your listeners know that that's all definitely related to the cortisol and all of that kind of thing, and the adrenal system being out of whack, and that that telltale sign of belly fat. And so that's that's the the kind of the problem that we have is that people want to lose the belly fat, but if they're in a really bad adrenal fatigue, that is a challenge. So for me, letting them know and letting you guys know, whoever's listening, that put put the weight loss goal second for now. Let's get your health and your basic movement up again. Let's build that up to a capacity where your body can handle the required exercise to really hone in on that waistline if that's your goal, or really build strength in your body for weights and so forth. So the aesthetic goals on my list, and I let people know very first session, hey, we're going to, that's fine. We can do that. We can get those 10 kilos off, but we're going to look at that in a few months when I know you can handle this. And so getting in line these basic measures, like you said, How? all right, so how many push-ups can you do? If you can't do two push-ups, you can't lose belly fat in the next 30 days because you probably don't have the capacity to do that, right, to do the exercise required for that and, you know, hone in on the eating and so forth when your hormones are out. So it's a real holistic view that people need to take, um, but definitely looking at, yeah, let's let's get that going again. Don't be down on yourself. You used to do forty push-ups, and now you're doing ten, and you're done. Don't be, you know, upset with yourself. That's a real thing of where I see a lot of people get angry with themselves, or have um, this period of time where you're going, oh my gosh, like I used to do martial arts, now I can't even move my leg. I'm so fatigued, or I've lost all that strength and mobility that's okay. So I do take people through a bit of a fitness test and go, yeah, it's cool. Let's look at your core. How's that working? How, how's your upper body strength? How's your legs? Can you handle a walk around the block? Can you run around the block? Where are you at with all of these different fitness components, which is fantastic because in you know two or three months, those would have improved. Absolutely. And then we can go great. Now you can really hone in on, I'll help you hone in on what it takes to get that waistline back in again with all of the other pillars in the exercise working nicely.
0: Yeah, I know that. I think it's really important for that to be understood by you and by them going into it. And I think that the evolution of fitness, I mean, I was a trainer a long time ago and things have changed, although a lot of the things have stayed the same where you still have the break the body parts up into back and biceps and this, and then you also have the, um, the hybrids of, CrossFit, or I used to call it CrossFake. I would do like my own CrossFit, but on the on my own. But stuff like that, and um, I guess now where where do where do the dangers, I guess, exist in terms of okay, I, I want to do these safe movements, and but at the same time, I have to realize that there's new normals. I think that's another key it's- key takeaway: is you may never be where you were before. And you have to be OK with that. And maybe you yeah. get better than that, but you, you can't benchmark it as oh, I'm not where I was. This is sucks. It's not fair because uh, you're going to have new normals. But uh, but as far as how, how do you determine if they're on that slippery slope again? Are you doing certain um,
1: check ins or, or well, tell me what you do with that? Exactly. That's exactly what I call them as well. (laughs) Check-ins. I was just emailing a couple of people this morning, checking in um, for their week. So, um, you know, either face-to-face and really looking. See, the thing is with this journey, it's not just when you're coming out of adrenal fatigue, you've got adrenal fatigue and these similar issues, which cause you to really look at your overall life. (laughs) You've got to look at the exercise and be willing to track it and be willing to go, okay, what is because I've it's it's pretty much what I've come to is it's an art and it's a science it's built using our basic foundational fitness building blocks to build someone up but with respect that your body's had either burnout or adrenal fatigue or whatever you want to call it some kind of condition where you have been extraordinarily extraordinarily exhausted for a period of time where it's affected you on many many levels including the cells of your body right so that takes time. So checking in with people and going, Hey, how did you go with? And when they give me the green light, I'll be like, yep, cool. Um, You know, uh, Manish, it's time to do that 10 minute run, right? You've been doing five, I'm satisfied. You've been doing seven, five, seven minutes at this pace, right? Now you're going to give me 10 minutes this week twice. And let's see how that goes. And then we check in. And we check in. So we check in the components. You check in on the flexibility. You check in on how your body's feeling. So it might sound like a lot of work. It's not really. If you've got someone like I kind of do the work for them, I'm coaching them, I'm giving them notes and stuff like that. If, If I can see that you're adapting well to this, the beauty about this is if you do really listen to your body and track those little components alongside what you're doing, um, You will never have any setbacks. So you won't be faced with those crashes because what would happen with me when I was learning all of this and I was my own guinea pig, as you can imagine, I would go, okay, I'm feeling good. Like let's say six months after stopping the gym stuff, right? So this is like no weights anymore. I've had that break from all the hard stuff. I had an an ounce of energy that day and I'd be like, all right, let's go and let's just go and try some pulley weights today. So that would go into my head and be like, All right, Vanessa, this is what you used to do. All right, you're not going to do what you did a year ago. Let's just do half that and see what happens. So I do these experiments with myself. But then for a really long time, I would push too hard and then be faced with a sacrifice and paying a price. So I've paid the price where I've had to then go, darn it. I shouldn't have done weights yet. I should have just stuck to resistance bands because I've been handling the bands well and the Pilates well with my body For me, the weights was just a massive, massive thing that would always set me back. It's not the same for everyone, but it is for a lot of people with adrenal fatigue I find because it's just so loaded. Um, So then I have to go sleep for another three hours. I'm like, oh like five steps forward, three steps back. But that's okay. We're still progressing. So now that I know all of this, I kind of have a system where I tell people to follow and go, this is how you can safely incrementally increase. Don't go from doing yoga to then jumping into weights because you think you're better. No, you have to build strength through body weight, through resistance bands, through lighter apparatus. Once you can handle that, you've got the green light, to then go weight. So I'm very incremental with people these days, so that you would avoid those setbacks and those crashes and feeling demotivated and going, oh, like I've just done all this. Now I'm back here again. No, we don't want you to get those crashes. We want you to progress and enjoy exercise and gain energy from it.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome. As far as I can see, the, the evolution of just all the hard work and, and dedication you've put into to understanding this, the progressive overload is that concept that you have to understand as a, as sort of the lay person as you wanna do, and it, it, as is for the, the stress response and the hormetic stress that you put on the body, you wanna do just a little bit above and beyond what the body's capable of doing not a little below it, because if you don't go, it's like an all or none. But the thing is, is that if you, I remember like when I first was a trainer and I wanted to give someone a really good workout, they couldn't move their arms or their legs very much because they were in so much pain as they didn't like me and they wouldn't want to continue. Then you realize pretty quickly, okay, I just, these people are deconditioned. It doesn't take very much to do above and beyond that load that you need to do and really realize what that is. And that's I think that's the art of exercise. And you need a good trainer to teach you like you need to know when you've hit that. And that also changes the perspective of, okay, if you're going to the gym because you're escaping things or you're being obsessive or it's unhealthy because of whatever reasons realize yeah. that that's not even healthy to do it for that amount of time you've already long gone over that progressive yes. overload yes. stimulus and that's where injuries occur and so forth so I think that's important but do are you finding now because a lot of people do find that and I get that a lot with my feedback from inquiries is I just don't have the tolerance I crash if I do too much yeah. Um. The doctor told me that I shouldn't, and then they end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and they don't do anything. So, so, are you finding that that's happening still, or they're not doing it, and they're being told wrong information? Where, where Where are we on that?
1: Yeah. By the time people contact me, I suppose I think they're ready for the movement because they can see, you know, I do personal training to you know for people with burnout and beyond. Right. Um, so that, that's good. So they're ready, but they've just known. I often get people saying, I've tried X, Y, Z, or I you know, tried to do what I used to do with my marathon training. I've tried to do CrossFit again. It's just not working for me. It's still setting me back. So that's where I can be like, hey, this is cool. We can sort this out. There are other ways to build you up safely without the crashes. But yes, there is also this, um, I see people who don't, do anything at all for a really long time, you know, because yeah, maybe they've been advised by that, and it's tricky because you want there's so many different experts, I suppose. People are going to for adrenal fatigue, especially now. There's so much on the internet as well, so it depends on whose advice you're taking, right? So some might say just just do yoga as as the exercise, whereas I'll say you know there's a way we can combine all these am- amazing modalities a so that you're not bored, but b so that you're training a different fitness. Levels and so forth. But at the end of the day, if people can remember that even, you know, in your worst, your worst tiredness, you can you can lay on the bed and lift your arm and do a breath with it. You know, that's that's movement, that's something. And interesting, that's why I fell in love with Pilates, just to go on that for a sec. Joseph Pilates actually trained people to rehab in hospital beds. That's where this whole thing started 100 years ago. So interestingly enough, he was helping injured sick people with muscular strength at their worst. So that's kind of another thing I love about that is that there's a way to do something, but it's a mindset thing too. But on a basic fitness principle, we all need to do exercise for our life, right? Right. No matter what, or movement, I'll call it movement. So even if you change your mindset, and then there's the other side of people that come in and go, well, hey, if I'm just, if I'm not going to be running or doing weights, I don't want to do anything. Like, what's the point? It's like, well, hey, your mindset's got to change. Movement is what you need. Setbacks and crashes are not what you need. So where's that nice middle ground for you to enjoy something? It really depends on where people are at with their journey with this, I think. But if you know, listeners can just know that. At some point, you've got to challenge your body and and get up off that couch and do a bit of something. You know, even on a day, if you're having a really bad week and you're just tired all the time, there might be one day which is a tiny bit better than the rest. And that one day, get up and do two minutes of a walk around your house if you've done nothing for a year. Or, you know, so there's different degrees of anything, but just knowing that it's safe to do a little bit of something and it will do yourselves really good
0: yeah that's a good answer and all have been really great answers you have to move there's no two ways about it you don't have a seat at the bargaining table that you know if, you, if you're allowed if you shouldn't or you should you have to move and that's the irony is it's like the person that doesn't have work experience and how can they get a job if no one's giving them work experience? It's like, i don't have energy how can i exercise if i don't have energy but By doing something, you're going to get energy out of it. And I think a lot of people have never, ever felt what it feels to be healthy and what it feels to be fit Um, and and don't realize that it's going to take time and the body's amazing in its resiliency to overcome any specific adaptation, right? So you have to exercise. There's no two ways about it. We were so much more active. We're meant to be moving creatures you know, upping, sitting down, standing up, getting outside, going for walks, you know, we're, we you have to do that no matter how tired and fatigued you are. That's something that you don't, you don't have a bargaining chip at the table to, to right? decide. You yeah. can't do that. You have to do it. So as far as you have your own program now, it sounds like with the self program, what, what's that all about? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I have, well, I have an online program as well called Adrenal Fit and Adrenal Fit is fantastic. I've given you basically all the protocols and some really great nurturing routines to do. It's a home plan. So that's for people who don't want to go down the path of coaching and so forth. Um, Otherwise, yeah, you can always jump in and do some one-to-one coaching with me, which is obviously personalized to what you need. Um, and what I realized too in this whole journey is, as you said before, tapping into these other pillars like sleep and food and stresses and all of that, it all comes into it. So where you're at with those things can really help or hinder the exercise as well. So if you're kind of really wanting to overhaul things, getting a good look at those lifestyle pillars and how one can complement the other is a really great way as well and help you give you a little give you a little bit more energy for the movement component itself and minimising stress. It's all about minimising stress first for people, I think. So if exercise seems stressful to you, don't think of exercise anymore as you have like exercises, CrossFit or marathons. No, it's just movement. It's moving our body in different directions. It's breathing. It's stretching out the muscles and just, you know, dance, dance in your living room to a song you like. You know, just be happy and do something joyful because that will bring about a lot of positive energy as well, especially for people if you're going for, through a dream of fatigue. You put on a song I guarantee that you love, you would find energy to dance to it, right? You know, so look, yeah, find little sure. ways to make things fun as well for yourself.
0: Yeah, nice. you know, I, I tell, I mean, I have a background in, in psychology and there was a term called uh, cognitive dissonance where, If you have a feeling and you have a different action, you're going to have internal internal strife because like an example is, you know, smoking is bad for you, but you're smoking and you want to be in alignment with that. So you can either stop smoking and you're in alignment or you could justify it and say that, oh, it's not really that bad. The whole reason that I'm saying that is because I think establishing connection with the mind and body releases that internal turmoil that you have with, with the unhealthy behaviors and the unhealthy mind and you really, the mind and the body are the same thing. And you have to work the mind and the body um, by delivering blood flow and getting the heart and lungs pumping and getting oxygen and removing waste products. It's just, you have to move. So awesome stuff. I was just curious to know, do you do um, specific, uh, workups? Are you looking at biomarkers? Are you bringing that into the, the, the game as well? Just curious in terms of, are you working with professionals that do that as well? Or what's, what's your angle on that?
1: Yeah, I pretty much, I ask clients if they're working with other doctors and so forth, give me the information you've got from whatever you've got. And I can kind of help look at that. I don't delve into things that I don't know a lot about, but um, definitely in terms of the what you know other experts they're working with, I yeah often reach out to them as well and get people to help. Or if I feel that my clients need a little bit more of a deep dive into some certain things, um, yeah, I recommend that they go and see some of my recommended people.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's important. I think I'm doing some research now in longevity markers. And I think if a person can look at some of these more exotic tests, like intracellular NAD, or you're looking at these um, methylation numbers of DNA that talks about chronological versus biological age, and then you exercise, I think that's kind of where we're headed. Uh, And I think it'll be interesting to see where that, where that goes.
1: I'd love to hear more about that actually as well, Um, because, you know, Different things come into this as well, like menopause and hormones and age and different things um, other than, you know, going into adrenal fatigue as well. So that's, yeah, I'd like to kind of, yeah, learn more about that as well and look into how that can tie in nicely with all of this recovery for people.
0: Well, I mean, the good news is is that your yours is the major rock that make that gets put in the bucket first in terms of exercise. And if exercise was able to be patented into a drug, it'd make gazillions of dollars because right. <laughs> it creates such a therapeutic yeah. benefit that you know, no matter what different tests you do to the cows sure. at home? they're going to get better with exercise and and when yeah. we say exercise we mean movement and we mean breath yeah. work and we mean connecting to to your body and your core and being able to contract and relax it's funny i just as a side story i had an exercise physiology degree and i had a psychology degree and there was a professor at my school and he said that he had both of those. And I was like, oh, that was cool, because I was almost going to go forward in the psychology. And he says, as far as he knows, he's the only one that's able, that's licensed to stretch, stretch and shrink at the same time. And I think <laughs> it's important in terms of, you know, like you need to stretch and you need to contract, you know, you, you yeah. need to contract your muscles, you need to stretch your muscles, you need to breathe into your muscles, you need to do all those things. So awesome information. And you have clients worldwide that you're able to work
1: with? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have clients in a few countries and that's the great thing about technology. I can just jump on Zoom like I'm on with you right now, different time zones. So I've got some openings in my calendar, my early morning and late evenings to cater for. America's not so difficult, but sometimes the UK and so forth is opposite ends when we're in daylight savings. So um, morning and evening, is really cool. But on that stretch and strengthen thing too, it's really interesting. I was working with some professional footballers here. So when I went down the Pilates path a couple of really cool um people i've worked with with professional footballers here a first grade rugby league team and they got there they only now um a few years ago started to open up more to pilates breath work recovery more so and incorporate it more than they would have in the past you know gone years gone by because the trainers were becoming more aware of what is the best that athletes can do here? It's not just about the, you know, pushing hard with football. As you can imagine, they were training in the 1980s here. There would have been no stretching and no recovery. So that's really cool to see as well, that evolution. So it's like, well, if, if footballers, and I try to say this to my partner and people who are still maybe a little old school mentality going, okay, you can only do weights and cardio to get my workouts in. What about Pilates and resistance band and, you know, meditation and all that stuff? Same with adrenal fatigue or anyone, right? If it's okay for the elite athletes who are hardcore footballers to make time for this stuff now, right? The rest of us should be as well. And Other athletes would have known this for many years, but the footballers here (laughs) have caught up with it, which is good, Um, and working with some mental health clients here as well where we were um, actually helping them with this kind of stuff to help with anxiety and depression and so forth. So that was a very specialised thing I was doing there with local groups, which is really great. And so, you know, this is big stuff, but that element of finding that balance of stretch, strength and breath work, that's what encompasses fitness and exercise these days. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make that point because I know a lot of people still think, well, if I'm not working hard and sweating, I'm not getting any benefit, but that's not true.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, especially if they've done a core strength workout before and realize how hard it is. Uh, as far as I, I was going to mention that when you brought up Pilates and I like that you did the adaptation of where it used to be, I, I think, more physical limitations maybe there's a organic or just an exhaustion component too, but I like how you've spun it to be able to um, cater to people that just don't have the capacity, not necessarily because they they're injured, but they're, I guess, energetically injured and that gets them to be able to do that. And, And I could see how it would be adapted to professionals because you have lengthening and control of muscle contractions and better balance and better body awareness less risk for injuries and you know when you're paying a a high income athlete gazillions of dollars you want to protect your investment as much as you can and make sure they stay on the field as, as much as possible so um, just sort of a, a question that we always ask our guests, Vanessa, when we're getting close to wrapping up, uh, as far as now that you know what you know now versus what you didn't know then, what do you think you would have done differently that um, may have avoided some challenges or maybe accelerated some, some benefits or both? What do you think you would have told the, the younger Vanessa?
1: Mm. Go easy on yourself you know, don't, if, if your intuition is telling you things, but other people are telling you something else, go with you. You've got to honor yourself. That's why I realized. I kept, you know, I was a very big people pleaser, <laughs> you know, and it, it, that's, that was a big part of probably what led me to burn out. is I wouldn't say no to the gym. I kept taking on stuff, kept taking on stuff. Didn't want to let people down. Didn't want to let people down in my personal life. So push myself to the, to the brink. Right. So Honour yourself and what your body's telling you without without guilt. And that's without guilt as well because then we often have this thing where, oh, okay, my gosh, I said no to something. Oh, but then they might think this or that or, oh, but then I won't gain results because I didn't do the weights I should have. So then you have this mental game. Just honour yourself, be present and accept where you're at and know that this is a chapter that you will overcome, but you've got to be willing to look at your life a big thing as well, I think, is look internally, which is kind of like you know listening to yourself and your intuition. There will be a lot presented to you with, you know, this will speed up this or what can I do to speed this up? What can I do to stay asleep at night? You've got to look at the foundations, and that's what I realised I was quickly overridden with external so-called solutions, but until I mastered myself, my health, my emotional management, My ability to say no, that's what helps with the overall healing process and my energy capacity in all areas, physical, mental, emotional, to rebuild and get back to a level for myself of where I want to be in life. So that's what I would do differently. That's what i tell people, just on yourself.
0: Yeah, it's great advice. I think it's like the whole theme of the interview is less is more, right, in terms of... You do less and you get more. So as far as where does the listener find you? And I know you have different socials. So why don't you share? And I'll put that in the link to where we're going to be posting it. But if they're listening to this, where would they be able to get in contact with
1: you? Sure. So the main website is VanessaBHealth.com. And from there, you can jump on the Instagram, Vanessa B Health. It's all Vanessa B Health Instagram, Facebook page, um, and the YouTube channel, Vanessa B Health TV as well. Um, If you want to grab... You know, um, free download of my belly fat buster you can on the website or sign up for the monthly newsletter there um, and there's heaps of free workouts on my youtube channel which are all beginner friendly adrenal friendly and progressive and so forth as you can imagine from this interview um, so um, and but then specifically there we have a really great playlist for people going through adrenal fatigue which is very nurturing and very nice to get that moving in as we've been discussing for you
0: Well, it's great. I mean, it's great that you've gone into that area because it's much needed. I think there's a lot of misinformation with the term adrenal fatigue, let alone if you should be exercising. And nothing made me more upset than a doctor that because I had an exercise physiology background that would tell me about if I should or I shouldn't exercise, let alone if what I should or shouldn't eat, because they're not taught nutrition either. But I think that they have their best intentions in terms of they want you to, to get better, but not necessarily give you the best advice, even though their intentions might be sound. So awesome that you have that uh, resource and want to thank you for spending the time with me today. I know we got up a little earlier and got the boys taken care of, but um, thank you so much for, for sharing with us. And um, I look forward to hearing more about your journey in the future.
1: Thank you so much. It's been amazing having uh, being on here. Thank you. And I hope to help everyone out there.
0: Thanks, Vanessa. Hey, thanks for tuning into today's episode of your Adrenal Fix podcast where our goal is really to teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about adrenal fatigue so that they can get their energy back quickly. And if you happen to be suffering with your own exhaustion and fatigue based problems and you're not getting answers and you're frustrated and you're concerned and you really want to get back to the things that you're not able to do, then maybe it's time for you and I to book a discovery call. If that makes sense to you or what we talked about makes sense to you, then this is an opportunity for you and I to troubleshoot and figure out what's going on in your body, what's not working, what have you tried, how's it impacting you. Most importantly, figure out where you wanna go with your health and why you're not able to bridge that gap. And if I feel I can help you and all the things that you need to be doing, I can recommend to you, I'll let you know. And if I don't know, I'll tell you that too. But my goal is for you to leave this call with a step-by-step game plan to learn how to bridge that gap and get your life back quickly. If I feel I can help you, I'll tell you what that will look like to work together. However, there's no obligation to do any further work and there's no charge for the call whatsoever. It's just really a one on one time for you and my team member or myself to get true value out of what's not working with your health and what are you missing in order for you to make that next step. If that makes a lot of sense to you, then go ahead and go to www.adrenalfatigueworkshop.com. All one word, adrenal fatigue workshopcom forward slash apply now spacing is limited and it's a first come first first served basis and you have to be willing to to make that next step to get your health back or at least be serious about it if we feel we can help each other just go to wwwadrenalfatigueworkshopcom forward slash apply and i look forward to giving you value and getting you your health back